0: It's time to get our cross defense on. This is the show where we equip the mind, we excite the imagination, and we comfort the soul all with God's word, with the law and the gospel, bringing up various topics that are going on in the culture from a Christian worldview, but also curious topics that will excite the imagination, get you thinking, get you you wanting to jump into the Bible. However you would say that in English, hey, I don't know. You can probably speak better than I can. But that's what we do here on this show. We want to encourage you to be in God's Word, to be receiving it on Sunday morning, especially gathered together with the saints, encouraging one another, finding ways to stir up one another, being there in the fellowship of the faithful, receiving the sacraments from Christ through his under-shepherd, who he has called and sent to you to speak his Word, to announce absolution, as you confess your sins, to baptize you in the water where the word has been connected in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to distribute to you into your mouth the very body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, our Redeemer, the one who loves us and cares for us. I hope you're doing all of that. I hope you're receiving all of that. It is what keeps us going. Don't let any of the, the media stuff out there. Don't let your know, cross defense or even KFUO or any of your your favorite uh, super apostles out there on, in YouTube land on the internet that are uh, <laughs> the internet that are uh, you know, influencing you with their teaching. Remember, there is a reason why we hold the doctrines we hold to. We are trying to be faithful to the apostolic tradition handed down to us and uh, not every biblical teacher is the same. And it's a wild, wild west out there online. So be careful with that, my friends. As you're even you know receiving this information, any anytime you're you're taking theology in via a podcast, via a YouTube video, be like a Berean, be checking it against God's word. What does God's word say? Use your pastor to help you with that if need be. I'm sure he would love the opportunity to engage with you on theology and the Bible and what it means for your life and the teachings that you're receiving. So today we're going to talk about echo, the English word echo. Isn't that a curious topic? Echo. That's that's the whole meat of today's show. Recently in a Bible study here at St. Mark's, we're, we're, we're going through the book of Acts in our midweek Bible study, and we most recently were looking at the coming of the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, 1 through 4. And uh, for today's show, we also want to extend that to uh, 5 and 6. We're not going to get into the whole... Pentecost situation, I just want to focus our attention, your attention, on the word echo. 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 Oh, man, I'm going to try not to get away with that too much more. (laughs) I can get carried away for sure. But here's the text that we're going to be looking at today. I hope you open up your Bibles, and let's let's take a, a slow walk through Acts 2 with a focus on this first word, sound. That's the word that the way it's translated in the English Standard Version anyway, sound, which comes from the Greek, ekos, I believe that's how they would say it. And let's take a look at it. So Acts 2, 1 through 6. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. The, the apostolic company was all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound. There's our word. For today, we're just going to call it echo, using the English word. Pronunciation like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, and at this sound... The multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. That's the end of two We're going to leave it right there for today's curious study of the word sound. Echo, 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 echo. Okay, that might be the last time I do that on the show today. So what's going on here? First of all, it would be good to explain, if you don't know exactly the context of this passage, what's happening. The apostles are waiting for the promise that Jesus gave them in Acts 1-4. We hear it, and while staying with them, he ordered them, Jesus ordered them, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now, so they're they're waiting for this this promise to be fulfilled for them, and they've returned from watching the Lord ascend into heaven, and they're they're in Jerusalem. Luke is going to give this to us in two different places. He gives it to us in the beginning of Acts, Acts one, and he also gives it to us at the end of Luke. And from these two passages, we see that they are they're there in the upper room, they're praying. They're, they're also going to temple. They're they're involved in their religious life. They're going to church, dear listener. They're going to church and hearing the word and engaging with God's word in the uh, structure that He has given them, has given us. And they're awaiting the promise, awaiting the promise from the Father as Jesus promised. And this is this is it. The Holy Spirit comes down to them, and he comes down to them from heaven with this sound, this echo like a mighty rushing wind, or in the, or in the Greek, the, the literal way, with an echo as if being carried by a violent wind. And it fills the whole house where they were sitting. Now, this is important to know as well. They're sitting, listening, um, not just sitting around watching Netflix or something. No, they're sitting in a posture of learning because they have been keeping the Feast of Weeks which is what Pentecost is all about for the Old Testament Jew. They're, they're keeping the Feast of Weeks, and they're hearing a proclamation, Le- Leviticus 23, 21. You can take a look at that. They're, they're sitting, and they're hearing this proclamation, this reading from Scripture about what the Lord has done for them. So again, they're engaging in being devout believers, devout Christians, we would say. And, and as they're doing that, the spirit comes and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, or literally, again, in the Greek, sat on each one of them. So they're sitting, and now here comes the spirit, and he sits on them. <laughs> Tell me that isn't great. Let's just render it the way it says it, right? He, he comes, and he sits on them on each one individually too, and they were all filled. So they're all together in 2-1, they were all together in one place for their Feast of Weeks observance, and now they're they're all filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's break it down this way. Acts 2-2, Acts 2-3, and Acts 2-4 are parallel verses, parallel sentences that ramp up, showing us just what's going on here in this beautiful, poetic even rendering of the situation. So um, let's look at the parallel words here. We have in two, two, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound, that's our echo word, like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. How does that word sound correspond to what we see in two, three and two, four? Well, in 2, three, the only word there, in the sentence that's going to have anything to do with sound is what? Tongues. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on them, sat on each one of them, right? So, sound, tongues, and now two, four, what's the corresponding language? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, so sound, tongues, speak, utterance. This is important to note because in Luke 4.37, remember Luke wrote Acts and Luke wrote the gospel of Luke. In Luke 4.37, we see this same word echo, but being used in a different way. It's not being used just for mere sound in a simple way. That's going to be a different word, but he's going to use it in a very specific way. And I'm going to read you the whole context of how he uses it here because it, it is important. We don't want to just pull text out randomly. Let me give you the context. So we're going to start at Luke 4:31 and see this scene that's going on in, in the uh, scriptures, and then we're going to show you how Luke uses this same word and how it relates to the book of Acts. So buckle up here, buckaroo. It's going to get fun. Luke 4:31, And he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath, And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. And they were all amazed and said to one another, What is this word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And 437, And reports about him went out into every place In the surrounding region. So, what is our echo word here? How does Luke render it in this text? Report. This word can mean sound. This word can also mean report, information, news. In Bible study, one of our members pointed out that this is this is something that military people will be familiar with, especially those who are trained in sniper tactics, because the report of the barrel right? The the sound coming from the barrel, the report of it can uh, give the sniper away or can indicate the shot's been fired. So we're familiar with this correspondence in at least some parts of our society today. Uh, Hunters might be aware of that language too, the, the report of the barrel, the report of the fire, the shot. But here, it's definitely, it's definitely not sniper language. Here, it's report about Jesus went out into every place in the surrounding region. So news about Jesus, the spoken report about Jesus. See the correlation? You tracking with me there? So back into Acts 2.2, 2, and suddenly there came from heaven a report like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And, and how is this echo, this report, this sound going to be manifested throughout this entire room? Divided tongues as a fire appeared on them and sat on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What is, I hope you maybe, I hope you know this, maybe you know this, what is the, the theme verse of the book of Acts? Are you familiar with that? For the entire book what's the whole book about what is luke reporting (laughs) pun intended what's he reporting about these apostles what are they doing well the theme verse is acts 1 8 but you will receive power this is jesus speaking to the apostles you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you that's what we're looking at right acts 2 And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That's what the entire book of Acts is about, right? It is Luke 4.37. Jesus healed a man of an unclean spirit. He cast that spirit out by speaking powerful words. And he silenced the, the enemy, the evil one. He silenced their sounds, their powerful words, their language, their speaking. And then he speaks. Well, we get in Acts 2, in Acts 1, even, all of Acts, we get the echo, theologically, of Luke 4.37. See? Luke 4.37 and Acts eight are parallel verses that way. The report went throughout all the region of Jesus, healing this unclean man, this this unclean demon, healing the man of it. And now, what's he charging the apostles to do? To speak, to be witnesses throughout Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth, to all the regions of the earth. Yeah? Tracking? You got it? All right. Okay, so back to Acts 2, we see the correspondence, the sound is coming from heaven. Now, I love rendering this word sound as echo for my own uh, intellectual capacity, for my own remembrance, so I can keep this in my mind. So in my Bible, I look at this word and I I see the word echo written above it because where is the echo coming from? Where is this sound coming from? Heaven. Heaven. Let's read it that way. And suddenly there came from heaven a an echo, as if carried by a violent wind, like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house. What did the apostles just come back from seeing, witnessing? Acts 1, the ascension of Jesus Christ into heaven. And when Jesus had told them to be witnesses throughout all the regions of the world, when he had said these things, Acts 1.9, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taking, taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And in Acts 2, we have an echo coming out of heaven, a sound coming out of heaven. And what is that sound going to echo theologically? What is the echo? Well, I would take this to the cross. This sound is going to be the echo from heaven of the gospel. It is finished. Jesus has secured for you forgiveness. Jesus has secured for you salvation from your enemy, Satan, and the demons, the unclean demons like Luke 4. Jesus has given you eternal life. He has worked that out for you by keeping the law on your behalf. Yeah? And this echo is coming from heaven, echoing that for you. (laughs) And this is what they're going to end up speaking The apostles will be martyred for this. They're going to be speaking. And immediately in the text in Acts 2, they're going to be speaking in different languages. The people, all these devout Jews that are in Jerusalem from all the different parts of the diaspora, they're going to be hearing the apostles speak in their own tongue. They're going to be hearing a report, news, information, sound coming to them in their own language so they can believe in Jesus. This echo coming from heaven is going to fall on all the, every one of these devout men from every nation under heaven, 2 5 says. Now they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. <laughs> Where's the sound come from? It comes from heaven. This echo comes down to them and it's going to echo throughout the apostles' words, what they're speaking, what they're uttering as the Spirit gives them utterance. All right, we're up to our first break. Let's take a break right now. We'll come back and we'll continue our look, our curious look, exciting the imagination in the word of echo, echo, echo. Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Phil Boo, host of Thy Strong Word. Each weekday morning at 11 a.m., join me and a guest pastor as we explore God's word, which strengthens our faith and guides our lives. You can listen over the air online at KFUO.org, or through your favorite podcasting app. Just search for Thy Strong Word, only from KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Welcome back to Cross Defense. We're looking at the word echo, echos, in the Greek. Here on Cross Defense today, And how this sound comes from heaven. I want to take us to Romans 10.14 to get us started in the second segment. And if I didn't mention it in the beginning of the show, you can can echo (laughs) your appreciation of cross defense using the KFUO app. I don't know if you're familiar with the KFUO app. You should be. Go ahead and open that app up on your phone and hit the open mic button and you can speak your own words and they'll be echoed on air throughout the KFUO radio airwaves and online. <laughs> so if you like what you're hearing on Cross Defense today, go ahead, open up your KFUO app and hit the open mic button, leave a message, we'd love to hear from you. All right, Romans ten fourteen. I hope he gave you, I gave you enough time to get over there to uh, look at this with me. What does Paul say here in Romans? How then will they call on him, Jesus, in whom they have not not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Why am I taking us here? Because how does the gospel of Jesus Christ, to use the word theologically, it's not in the text, it's not in the Greek, in Romans 10:14 back to use the word theologically how does the gospel how does the good news again that's the word news in good news is not the word report to be clear it's not this echo word but taking it theologically how does the good report the good information the good sound the good news how does that reach your eardrums? how do you learn about Jesus? well it's echoed throughout history it's it's preached. Romans 10, 14, really good question, super good question. How are they to call on Jesus? How are they to believe in Jesus? They being you, me, the world, all the different people of the regions of the world. How are they to call on Jesus if they've never heard about Jesus? How are they to believe in him of whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? I love how Paul does this, because even in, the, in his phrasing of the sentences, the questions, there is an echo going on, right? The, it's like the question is bouncing around the Grand Canyon. And as it's bouncing around, he's drawing us to a, to a point. We're getting the conclusion of the, of the question. What is the conclusion? Well, we, we get it. The voice has gone out to all the earth. And their words to the ends of the world. That's Romans ten eighteen. He's citing Psalm nineteen four, and let don't just take that little footnote in your Bible. I'm sure you can see it right there too. Uh, the, the text in Romans ten yeah Romans ten is, is broken up, and you can see the citation. You can see the the uh, the poetic verse that he's citing there. Go to Romans nineteen, or excuse me, Paul. <laughs> go to Psalm nineteen. Let's look at it. See how this connects to Acts two, and the sound coming out of heaven. And how that echoes throughout space, throughout time, throughout geography. It, it echoes down to you. Psalm 19, starting at verse 1. The heavens <laughs> declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. It's like it echoes. It's like it echoes the gospel. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech Do you see the beauty of this? Do you see how this connects to Acts 2 in the giving of the promise of the spirit, which is then going to move the apostles to utter the truth, which is going to move them to speak God's word, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, to report it throughout all the region of the world to the end of the earth. Psalm 19:1-6 is directly connected to Acts 2, 1 through 6 in the giving of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Love it. And we see that clearly in the question of Romans 10, 14. How, dear Christian, did you learn of the truth of Jesus, the saving word of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of your sins? How are your souls being comforted? They're comforted with the proclamation, the utterance, the prophesying of the gospel, and that's that word, at the end of 2-4 for us. It is utterance, apothingomai, utterance, prophecy, preaching, proclamation, speaking the gospel. Mm. And it it echoes throughout all of history, bouncing from the heavens down onto earth through the men who proclaim it, all the way into your pulpit, And into your ears and then from your lips yes your lips my friend to the ears of your neighbor to the ears of your children to the ears of your siblings to the ears of your parents to the ears of your co-workers your classmates all the different neighbors the Lord has placed into your life you are a part of the echoes the echo of the gospel have been baptized. You have received the Holy Spirit. You have received the Word of God. You you hear it Romans ten fourteen style. Someone was called and sent to you, your pastor. That's why Jesus institutes this office. This is why he gives authority. John 20, he gives authority to the apostles to forgive sins, to withhold forgiveness where there's not repentance. He institutes this economy that we, we are familiar with in the church so that you could hear the word of God. And so, having heard the word of God and having been drawn together, all together in one place. Notice that parallel too, right? Having been drawn together, you can hear that word and then go out to all the regions of the earth in your neighborhood. Think about that. Oh, look, look at that beautiful picture we just painted. Excite your imagination on this little nugget. Your church your pulpit where you come with all the other devout men from every nation under heaven that live in your area where you where you hear the sound and you come together and at first you arrive at church uh, a new Christian perhaps if you're a convert you don't remember um, if you're not a you know lifelong Lutheran who who can't remember his baptism, thanks be to God, who has just always been a Christian. But if you're a convert, you can remember this, you come and at first you're bewildered. You're like, this is strange. What are these people doing? What's going on here? You're a little bit confused, just like here in the in the book of Acts. And before before it's all over, you hear the word of God and your heart is turned. The Holy Spirit quickens you, makes you alive in the gospel, and you're amazed. Acts 2, 7, they were amazed and astonished saying, are not all those who are speaking Galileans? Well, isn't that pastor just like me, just a regular dude? How does he know this? What's going on here? So your bewilderment turns to amazement there in, in your Jerusalem. That's what I wanted to get to. This is true for you in your region, your area, your neighborhood you come to your church, it looks unsuspecting, simple, just a basic building. You come with other regular, ordinary, sinful folk, and you receive the Holy Spirit, the preaching of the Word, and you are converted into a believer, made a believer. Your church is Jerusalem to you. Your, your chancel is the upper room to you. And you are filled with the Holy Spirit. He comes and he sits on you. <laughs> You're sitting in the pew and he sits on your lap. And then having heard that word, you go from Jerusalem to your Judea, your Samaria. Where is that? Your, your workplace, the market, the grocery store, the mall, the library, wherever you go. Proclaiming God's word to your cousin's house, your friend's house, engaging with, with all the different neighbors God has put in your life. And you're carrying this word out to them. You're echoing the gospel, God's word from heaven to them as you're awaiting the return of Christ from his ascension all the way to the end of the earth. And I will say, listen to this. I will say it is effective because I live on the very edge of of the contigual United States. Ferndale is the farthest away from St. Louis you can go on the continent before you take a dip into the ocean. In the lower 48, we are literally on the end of the earth. The Spirit has moved the Word, echoed the Word from heaven into the upper room, into Jerusalem, all the way out here to Ferndale. And now that Word is echoing through these airwaves, through the podcast you're listening to. And it's going to continue on. It continues, it continues, it continues until the Lord returns. Ah, I love it, right? There is another verse that Paul gives us that is definitely related. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through mm, 3, 4. Well, we'll find it as we go. (laughs) If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels... But I have not love, I am a noisy gong. Oh, it's right here in thirteen one. A noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Noisy. He's using this echo word, and it's a different form, echo. And he's saying, if, if I don't have love, if I don't have Christ crucified for the forgiveness of your sins on my lips, well then, I am nothing more than a noisy gong. I'm not issuing out a report of any value. It's just this crazy sound that doesn't do anything. And if I have prophetic powers, if I can utter as the Spirit has given me utterance and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. So Paul connects the speaking, the the prophesying, the utterance of the word of God, of the love of Christ Jesus for you. He connects that to love. He connects it to Jesus. He connects this sound, this echo, this report to the thing that makes it matter. Heaven's not just sending down good vibrations. <laughs> no, it's not a noisy gong. This isn't sound therapy coming from Eastern mysticism. No, this is this is the word of truth that is reasonable, logical, comprehensible, understandable. And it's understandable because of the love of Christ because we can point to the cross and we can say, look, that's how much Jesus loves you. Dear listener, hear that for yourself. That's how much Jesus loves you. He went to the cross to die for you, to take your place, because he loves you. Don't let anybody block that sound from your ears. Jesus loves you. And he gave the promise of the Holy Spirit, and he sent the Holy Spirit to the apostles fulfilling the father's promise this my friends is all packed into this word echo and it is exciting we will note here that it is for all of them right there's another corresponding uh verbiage to be looked at in between 2 2 and 2 4 and 2 2 the the spirit the wind fills the entire house where they were sitting it fills the entire house. And in two, four, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. It does fill us. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. He fills you up. All of you. Your entire body, your entire being is now the dwelling place of the Spirit. He fills you up. Just as the wind, that sound of a mighty rushing wind filled the entire house, Sat on the apostles and now fills them up with the Spirit. And there too is again another correlation between the word wind into two and spirit into four. Same root word in the Greek, rendered wind, breath, spirit. The holy wind, the holy breath, the Holy Spirit fills you. And that breath carries with it God's word, Christ's word of forgiveness, the promise from the Father that they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit, that you would be baptized with the Holy Spirit as you are baptized with the water and the word, the sign of the cross made it both upon your forehead and upon your heart, and you receive this same promise from the Father. I love it. I love it. But we need not jump from Acts 2 to now Paul in Romans 10 to you Wherever you're at, me in Ferndale, we can make a little side stop throughout church history. Hermas, the shepherd, he has this to say, the shepherd of Hermas. Is that, is that his name? I don't know. He says, And as I gave glory and thanksgiving to him, to Jesus, there answered me, as it were, the echo of a voice, the sound of a voice, saying, Be not of doubtful mind, Hermes. I began to question myself and to say, how can I be of doubtful mind? Seeing that I am so firmly founded by the Lord and have seen glorious things. Do not be of doubtful mind, dear cross-defense listener. You have heard the echo of a voice. I hope you've heard it. I hope you go to church on a regular basis because that's what your, your pastor is doing there on church. At church on church I got the Holy Spirit on my lap and I'm thinking about that so yeah <laughs> that your pastor is not speaking his own words he's not giving you his own opinion on life what your pastor preaches from the pulpit isn't the same as what your your friends say at coffee oftentimes we we give less credence to our pastor than we give uh, the store clerk who gives us her opinion on COVID-19 or something. And all of a sudden that takes root in our heart. But what the pastor says week in and week out is, well, that's just his opinion. No, it's not. Your pastor is not given to speak his opinion. He has been given to echo a voice, a voice that says, be not of doubtful mind to use the, the words of Hermes. I began to question myself and to say, how can I be a doubtful mind, seeing that I am so firmly founded by the Lord? You are firmly founded by the Lord, Christian. We are, we are. This is comfort for the soul, isn't it? We live in some turbulent times. Listen to your pastor. He is a faithful man called to serve you, not with his words, not with his sounds, but with the echo of a voice that comes to you from heaven, from the cross, God's word. That's what your pastor has been given to speak to you, not his opinion, not his own thoughts, nothing other than the voice of heaven. That is the sound that is meant to drive away all doubtful thoughts, You have been saved by the blood of Christ. He is your Lord and Savior. All will be well. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back to wrap up our look at the word echo and how it brings us comfort for the soul. Martin Luther wrote in his small catechism, as the head of the family should teach them in a simple way to his household, he reminded the church then and today to learn by heart the basics of the Word of God and the Gospel. I'm Pastor Brady Finner, host of Concord Matters. Beginning September 24th, join me as we get back to the basics with the six chief parts. Grab your catechism and be ready for a simple, theologically rich study with lots of Jesus. Saturday mornings at 10 on KFUO and on demand at KFUO.org, the KFUO radio app, and anywhere you get podcasts. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together. Now this sound, my friends, is not the same word as echo. This is phone, as in a megaphone, a telephone, your cell phone. At this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking? Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. You think, Luke... Left anybody out? <laughs> We've got a lot of details here, but look at that. This is reinforcing what I'm preaching to you right now. This word, the sound, it goes out to all of us. And as I taught the Bible study, there is a correlation for you to make, to draw from this. You may not be of any of these groups of people, probably not, but you do have your own background. You are part of the Christian diaspora. You have been dispersed throughout this world, and you worship the Lord in your part of the world. You don't have to go to Jerusalem. You worship in spirit wherever you are. You are part of this wonderful diaspora that we get through the epistles, right? Think of, think of James, the opening, the greeting of James, the diaspora. That's us. You're part of it. We're spread throughout the world. And you, my friends, hear God's word specifically for you. This is why when you hear your pastor preach, you're like, man, how did he know I did that? How, how, how did he know that? Why was he talking directly to me? Well, he wasn't. He wasn't. Odds are. Maybe he was. but Usually, when I hear that statement, man, pastor, you, you were preaching right to me. Well, that's because the Holy Spirit uses his word, God's word, to deliver the message you need to hear in your heart. This is why pastors spend so much time writing their sermons to be based on Scripture, to be nothing but Scripture for you, proclaiming to you the law, showing you your sin, and proclaiming to you the gospel, showing you your Savior. This is why. Because the Spirit then uses that to convict you of your sin, nailing you to the wall. I don't know how that pastor knew I did that. Wow. Uh, And then also taking you off the wall. Ah, That pastor sure did give me the grace I needed to hear today. This is why why when... uh, People come through, it's always funny for pastors when people come to the greeting line and they're like, oh, pastor, great sermon. Oh, yeah, really? Why? Well, so-and-so really needed to hear it. Too bad they weren't in church today. Well, <laughs> yeah, they needed to hear it, but so did you. I'm glad you're thinking of your neighbor, bud, but uh, think about yourself a little bit more there. Um, so that's the point I wanted to make for my Bible study class that I want to make for you too. See how the correlation is between uh, all these different people, all their unique backgrounds, all their different tongues. They're different languages. And the word gets to them. They hear it in their own language. Well, you hear it in your own heart. The Lord delivers his word to the whole world, but also individually, uniquely for you. Your Lord knows your predicaments, knows your struggles, knows your sins, knows what hope you need to hear, what message of grace you need to receive. He knows how to tend to us is what I'm saying, uniquely as part of the whole. You're not lost in the sea of Christians. Our God sees you specifically and delivers his word to you specifically. And we do what all these different people that Luke mentions in Acts 2, we do what they do. 2.12, and all were amazed and perplexed. (laughs) How did the pastor know that? Perplexed, right? Amazed. Oh, that was powerful. It hit me. Saying to one another, What does this mean? That good Lutheran question. Vasis das. What does this mean? But others mocking said, Ah, they're filled with new wine. Now, here's some more goodness for you. Let's continue in the text. But Peter standing with the eleven, so they all were sitting, right? They were all keeping the feast of weeks. They were, Leviticus 23, 21, they were hearing a proclamation in their their ceremony, their their observance, I should say, of the Feast of Weeks, and now they're all standing. They've all become proclaimers. They've all become speakers of the word. Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed the men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. And my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. What a great sermon! Brothers, Peter says, I may say to you with confidence And of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.4, right? What Jesus said. He has poured out this, that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. This Acts 2 experience. The sound, the echo, and the phone of them speaking in the various tongues. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, Messiah, anointed one, this Jesus, whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, this multitude that had been gathered together at the phonae of the apostles, coming from the echo from heaven, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, every one whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized. And there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Pastors proclaim God's word from the pulpit. Their megaphone, if you will, their phone, echoing the gospel, echoes, echoing the gospel for you. They don't need to stand on the street with a bullhorn. They got a pulpit. You, you have a vocation. You have a place that God has planted you, put you to be part of the Joel prophecy. That's that's where you fit into this. That's where we fit into this. We are the sons and daughters who receive the word and we prophesy What does that mean for you, dear saint? That means you speak the truth. A prophet, unless he's a false prophet, you don't want to be a false prophet. A prophet speaks the truth. And what is the truth? Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins. We all do that, not just your pastor. We all do that with those who are in our lives through our vocations. We proclaim God's word to our neighbor, your children, your siblings, your parents your co-workers, your classmates, everyone in your life. The Holy Spirit has been poured out upon you in baptism. And when you turn around and you, to use the word theologically again, echo the gospel to your neighbors, this is how we see thousands of souls added to the church. Daily, across the world, it's happening. You may not see 3,000 souls added to your local congregation, but the apostles are not literally just working in Jerusalem, but throughout Judea, Samaria, to the end of the earth is their given territory. We're at the end of the earth stage of this game, my friends. We're not in the Jerusalem stage, and we are seeing thousands of people added to the church daily throughout the entire region of the world, even out here in Ferndale. (laughs) It's great. And what do we see here at the end of Acts 2? And they devoted themselves to the apostles, these people who were added by the phone, the hearing of their speaking, the pulpit, the preaching, so to speak, the utterance, the prophesying, the proclaiming. How else can I say it? These people who heard the word, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, communion, and the prayers, prayer of the church and awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles and all who believed were together oh see the connection we're together just like it all started in the beginning of acts 2 when the day of pentecost arrived they were all together in one place and then in 2 uh, 6 i think it is 2 yeah 2 6 and at this sound the multitude came together hmm This is why we come together at the sound of our pastor's preaching, because he is echoing the sound of heaven, the report from heaven, the echo, the news, the information. They were all together, attending temple together and breaking bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. And this is the question I asked the congregation at the end of our Bible study. I want to ask it for you too, because you're a part of this. We're all a part of the church. We all are together. Even though we may not all come together in the same geographic location, you all couldn't fit into my church, my friends. (laughs) The space is too small to hold everybody even listening to this show. But I asked the people, stated it this way, so you've heard the Holy Spirit sound, right? You've heard the word. You've you've gathered together, you've been gathered together by the Holy Spirit. It's third article of the Creed, right? The Holy Spirit calls, gathers, and enlightens us. He's He's called you by the Word, He's gathered you together to hear the Word, to continue to receive the sacraments. So that's that's happened for you. That's you. I hope that you. If it's not you, you're in the process of it by listening to this right now. And by listening to your pastor preach or the pastor at the church you're attending. So that's happening. What's next? What's next in the the mode of operation from Acts two, one to six? Well, even back into Acts 1, right? They all received the word from Jesus. They're they're waiting for the promise to be fulfilled, as he said. It's fulfilled. They receive the word. They receive the spirit. They're baptized. Now what? Well, now it's our job to equip the minds of our neighbors, to excite their imaginations with the speaking of the Holy Spirit, to comfort their souls with the gospel, right? That's how this works. Back to Romans ten fourteen. How are they going to believe in Jesus unless someone teaches them, unless someone preaches to them, unless someone opens their mouth and speaks it to them? You. You. You are one of the walls of the Grand Canyon. You are how it echoes, echo, echo, echo. You are. And when we hold our mouth shut, when we keep our mouth shut, we're silencing that echo. Right? So that's where we're at in this. That's where we get to play a part. You are part of that Joel prophecy. I am too. We all are. We have that privilege. The Lord loves to work through means, and we are the means He's chosen right now in this time and place, your time and place, to work through you. That when you speak the word of the gospel, when you open your mouth, an echo from heaven is being proclaimed through your megaphone, through your telephone, through your cell phone, through whatever you want to say. He's using your lips, your mouth, to issue that good report of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he has died to save your neighbors from their sins, to save them from death and damnation, to give them life eternal. What a blessed thing it is to participate in this joyous work of echoing that sound that came from heaven to all the nations under heaven sound of the gospel, Jesus Christ, crucified for the forgiveness of our sins. That's it for today's Cross Defense, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and exciting your imagination, equipping your mind on this little word, "echoes" from the Greek in Acts 2. I hope it was of curious interest to you, and we will be back next week where we will talk about something else that's interesting and curious. If you have an idea, a suggestion, go ahead and let me know what that is. You can send me an email at stmarksferndale.com slash contact, or maybe even use the open mic or any other form of communication through kfuo.org. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Cross Defense is a production of KFUO Radio. Find past episodes and support cross-defense at kfuo.org.